0: Welcome to the CFO South Africa podcast, which invites finance professionals who are constantly on the move to tune into the hottest topics in the finance industry. Today, CFO South Africa managing editor Kaylin Fouri is joined by Vodacom Group CFO Raisibe Murathi and Douglasdale Dairy CFO Bradley Vensel, who will be talking about the challenges that keep them up at night sage is the global market leader for technology that provides small and medium businesses with the visibility flexibility and efficiency to manage finances operations and people sage is trusted by millions of customers worldwide to deliver the best cloud technology and support
1: Many CFOs have had sleepless nights as they grapple with the future of their businesses, from cash flow to sustainability and even digitization. But in 2020, these sleepless nights became even longer as COVID-19 spread across the world and CFOs had to jump into crisis management mode. Today, we are joining Vodacom Group CFO Recibe Marathi at their head offices in Midrand.
2: Good morning, Kaelin. Um, yeah, we meeting here at a wonderful coffee shop at Voda World. Uh, some signs of uh, back to normal, some signs of, uh, you know, things are beginning to open up because a few months ago, this coffee shop was closed. So, yeah, nice to see you and look forward to chatting
1: to you. And we are joined by Douglasdale Dairy CFO Bradley Wenzel via Zoom.
3: Hello, Kellen.
1: Risibe, in an earlier interview with CFO South Africa, you mentioned that you take well to challenges. Tell us more about this.
2: So it is uh, always difficult to say, you know, you can't say you are foolproof to challenges, but uh, I do try. Um, and because challenges come in different types, different times, um, and the the big thing is uh, how we keep ourselves motivated. Uh, that you know, with challenges, there's also opportunities. But also with challenges, it is a question of uh, how you um, seek for the support that you can get and be able to navigate through. But you know, like many things in in, in life, um, you know, it it really is a question of how and when uh, such challenges uh, come through. I mean, you know, if I look at, you know, the broad challenges that society is facing now, which is really essentially um, health challenges, but uh, that also brings a lot of uh, business and economic challenges. And and for that, um, you know, a lot of companies, a lot of uh, C-suite uh, management, we've had to go back to the drawing board and look at how we create infrastructure and capacity to, respond immediately to challenges and uh, twinned to that started focusing on what we need to do going forward in terms of uh, looking at the new normal. So that's how I deal with challenges. Every challenge is different and there is no one solution to uh, manage different challenges.
1: In November you joined Vodacom Group as its CFO taking on a whole new load of challenges. What did these new challenges look like and how did you overcome them?
2: So I joined uh, Vodacom in November, um, and indeed, you know, during the time that uh, the world is going through this uh, major COVID uh, pandemic, and it actually opened my eyes to how important um, the digital transformation is to everyone. Um, You know, I have been aware of many companies and uh, industries uh, looking at Digitizing how they service customers, how you provide your own services, and um, also reducing the number of manual tasks uh, so that you can be more efficient and also beginning to use uh, big data so that you can uh, have more insights around your business. And all of those attributes I found quite exciting uh, joining Vodacom to find that uh, we are not only... Uh, applying those principles but we also enable customers uh, to have the capacity to use uh, digital as best as possible and we have seen uh, through very challenging times that uh, many organizations have been able to convert their service offering to online uh, to continue to service their customers how they um, interact with their different stakeholders and I mean you know ranging from Um, managing your supply chain, uh, servicing your customers, uh, managing your other stakeholders like shareholders. You know, a lot of companies being able to do their uh, AGMs and other meetings uh, in a digital format. So we are an enabler of that service because uh, network connectivity remains quite important. But not only that, um, Vodacom also took well to the social contract, uh, recognizing that for customers um, to uh, be able to digitally connect. Not everybody has deep enough pockets or or available resources. And for that reason, engaging in um, uh, zero rating a number of towns, uh, at least 2000 towns in South Africa were zero rated. Um, Several other towns in other markets in Africa where we operate, um, allowing Uh, the healthcare and education services to also be deeply discounted or zero rated in many cases, supporting universities, working with the departments of health. So those are several uh, social contract attributes that uh, Vodacom had to provide as a matter of uh, agency but you know, in continuation uh, of uh, some of the CSI programs that were already in place to ensure that society continues to be connected. So for that reason, you know, we see this as a, something that needs to continue. We have a different uh, product offerings, a product called Connect You, which is a, um, one of the key drivers for ensuring that those who have least means can still continue to have digital connectivity.
1: You mentioned that during challenging times, people rely on data and networks. How did you have to navigate this increased demand, especially as people started working from home?
2: So the the connectivity requires that you have a solid and consistent capacity from a network perspective. So we've had to invest more, and that means increasing our capex Um, So in South Africa alone, we spend more than 10 billion rands uh, in continue to strengthen our capacity uh, for network connectivity and noting that the usage by customers uh, would range from e-education, e-entertainment, you know, the work from home uh, environment and many other things that people wanted to do. And and for that reason, we have seen the data consumption per per customer showing an upward trend. So at this stage, uh, two gigs per month, per customer. And that is still increasing and increasing fast. And noting that that is still low compared to the developed economies. So, and for that reason, the investment trajectory still continues to be fairly strong because we do recognize that in the new normal, people will consume data a lot more than it has been uh, historically. Um, we are also seeing you know, young uh, people beginning to adapt to technology a lot quicker. And with uh, you know, them being digital natives, it is quite exciting to see how many more possibilities are there for the young ones to be able to use uh, technology. But it is uh, still disheartening that in the poorer communities, um, you know, school connectivity and you know being able to uh, learn at a distance is still quite challenging. And and for that reason, we continue our programs uh, to support uh, schools uh, and you know educational infrastructure uh, for that uh, you know usage of uh, data uh, to continue to be uh, resilient. We have also um, had to put some money in responding to the unfortunate consequences of load shedding in South Africa, where um, the battery power uh, needs to be uh, enhanced and therefore prolonged. And for that reason, you know, those are some of the investments. Overall, in all our markets in Africa, um, including South Africa, we still have a number of customers who are using 2G handsets. So basically the handset that does not have data enablement. And through several financial means, we are assisting our customers to um, convert from the 2G handsets to 3G, and those who are in 3G to 4G. So um, 3G means you are able to use the internet, 4G you are able to do a little bit more. And of course, you know, this is, uh, where the world is already going into 5G but nevertheless we are uh, in Africa still going through that transitioning phase of uh, getting customers an enablement or tools that uh, will enable them to, um, to begin to enjoy and use data and with that it obviously increases access to knowledge access to data and uh, access to opportunities it increases opportunities such as where we have zero rated platforms for job seeking as an example so that's a uh, you know, customers who are not able to travel to go and look for job employments, but they are able to access websites which are relevant and be able to find uh, opportunities for for employment. Brad, you have previously mentioned that during lockdown, the dairy industry saw a
1: shift towards consumers buying long-life milk instead of fresh milk. As a fresh milk producer, this must have been one of the big challenges keeping you up at night. Can you tell us a bit more about this?
3: Yes, thanks, Kaelin. Uh, so... I'm sure, as most of the listeners are well um, aware, as it's etched in their memories forever and ever. Uh, level five lockdown came into effect the twenty seventh of May, twenty uh, March, twenty twenty, um, which is uh, in in most finance person's life as well after you finalize budgets and forecasts and all that kind of good stuff. So, what? What happens is all those budgets and all that hard work you've done over the uh, uh, over the end of uh, twenty nineteen and into into twenty twenty gets thrown out of the window, and you've got to relook at things and re refocus and replan for the for the new normal. Um, in our lives, as as I've mentioned earlier, what what definitely happened was the um, the uh, People that the uh, in the kind of retail channel saw issues with uh, with with buying things which were which have short short shelf lives and definitely moved to a to a more long life milk or a a buying a buying a what's what we call a value added product that uh, had a serious impact on our business um, and we uh, and. Like I was saying, we needed to relook at sales, forecasts, cash flows, run rates, all those, all those kind of things, which put a big, big, um, big pressure on our on our on our business. That being said, we were very, very lucky where we where we deal in what's called an essential product or a or a basic foodstuff, which helped us through that time as as people did definitely shift to a to a more long life or a or a value-added product. We didn't go from hundred down to a zero. You know, you would you would go from a hundred down to ninety or eighty or seventy or sixty, depending on what kind of variant it was. So we'd have to look at it literally on a day by day basis and see what is happening through all of the retail channels, all of the offices and uh, restaurants and hotels that we would normally kind of retail to, and then figure out a different plan for for um, each each one. What we what we're also really, really lucky is that we, we deal in a basic product for the for the SA um low lower um LSM person, which is called MAS or um, AMAZI, which which is tend, tended to be used as a as um, a meal for for a large portion of, of that of that person's day. Um and as people move from having 30 or 50 or 60 rands worth of cash for that day they would have 20 or 30 rand and we would we would see those those products which is honestly a little bit sad get get used as a as a meal for that day so those the, those items were were, were fairly uh ro- robust over the kind of lockdown period um but it was tough on on all fronts um which was yeah, like I said, it was level five I think was hard for, for, for everyone. There was there was no there was no business that came through that without, without some some war, war wounds or some or some serious um, learning.
1: And what are some of the other challenges that you are facing in your industry currently?
3: So the 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 fresh milk or the or, or, or the dairy or the dairy industry if we if I can give you a, a kind of one minute view on it's obviously milk comes from farmlands, which is then brought, uh, packed, processed, and shipped off to, off to the likes of you through the kind of retail channel. How, how that milk um, or how that cow makes that milk is that cow needs to eat. Um, what, what there's, there's different ways of feeding a cow. Some is through natural grass fed. Um, but then you need to have big plains and good, good rains. And then if there if there isn't good good rains, you need to then supplement that grass feeding with um, what's called total mixed rations, which is a, a mixed product which is based basically from maize. Now, if if any of your listeners have been have been paying a attention to what's going on in the world. China has upped its imports of maize 450 percent quarter on quarter um, Q1 versus Q1 2021 versus Q1 2020 as they try and re, replenish the um, uh, basically the stocks of pigs which battled through the through the swine flu um, in, well, had an had an impact through African swine flu last year. So that's put a that's put a big pressure on the local maize price. Um, as we we do what's called export parity pricing so if a person can get one rand if he if he sends it over to to china he's gonna he's gonna sell it to the to the local guy for one rand as well um and that has that has caused quite a big um pressure on our on our basic inputs our our, our basic inputs have increased year on year close to 30 percent from a from a plastics and from a, a raw milk or a feed cost um, ratio. So that, coupled with obviously, you know, a um, decrease in sales, increase in inputs. Um, you know, one, one minus one is not, you know, it's not uh, good. So it's been, it's been a. Uh, but this is the, this is this is obviously industry um, wide. It's not just aimed at only us. Um, but it's been a, it's been a definite challenge out there in terms of making sure that you've got enough cash to. To get you through the through the uh, tough times, we've been we've been really lucky that ESA had record rainfall last year, which softened the blow somewhat. But it's still been it's still been a, a challenge. Twenty twenty was the year that most of us would like to just um, never ever remember to be to be honest with you. But luckily, we've kind of made it
0: through. Thank you for joining us on part one of the CFO South Africa podcast brought to you by Sage. Stay tuned for part two as CFO managing editor Kaylin Foree continues her discussion with Vodacom Group CFO Raisibe Morati and Douglasdale Dairy CFO Bradley Venzel as they keep the conversation going about what keeps them up at night.